to survive, to endure or live through an affliction or adversity. So how does that work in high school? I was going to get to that. This is Surviving High School with high school senior Bryson Klotzbach and senior citizen Scott Saunders. I'm Bryson Klotzbach, the high school senior, and I'm Scott Saunders, the senior citizen, and this is Surviving High School on the Rise FM Podcast Network. Our desire here is to kind of, well, compare high school experiences from two very different generations and uh, maybe help you understand today's high school experience a little bit better. And today's episode, episode number two, if you're keeping track, is called Surviving Christian High School. And it's kind of our hope here. We're going to compare notes big time because I was in public school and try and maybe dispel some myths about Christian schools that, you know, you may have thought about. And uh, maybe as a parent, you're thinking about your kids and does Christian school really make a difference? And well, maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll settle that for you a little bit more today. So um, let's start Bryson with you. What's your, what has your school experience been? So I was public school all the way up through eighth grade. There was probably about 100, 120 kids in my class. Going into freshman year, I moved here to Mansfield Christian. And your dad's a teacher. He was a teacher. He he was a teacher. now he's the principal. So what did he teach? And he was in public school teaching? Yes. What did he teach? He taught high school biology all the way up through like the advanced college courses. Oh, my gosh. That had to be an adventure. <laughs> okay. And now, of course, here at Mansfield Christian, uh, Bryson's dad is the is the secondary principal. So I have to be careful and behave with what I say. <laughs> um, so we're going to compare notes on that. And I was, I was public school all the way up, elementary and junior high and ninth grade in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. And that's, yes, that's where they make cornflakes. Tony the Tiger is king. Kellogg's is everything. Unless you were my grandfather, you worked for Ralston Purina, and your house smelled like dog food. One of my earliest recollections of smells, dog food. (laughs) That's what his house smelled like to the day we moved him out. Um, Okay, and then uh, senior, uh, sophomore through senior year, I was in uh, Georgetown, Kentucky in a small school. I mean, Lakeview's graduating class probably was 600. My graduating class at Scott County. And yes, they named the school that. No, they didn't. <laughs> it was weird to be named Scott and go to Scott County Senior High. That that was yeah, interesting. I'm sure you heard from that. Oh, I did occasionally, and I relished it. <laughs> uh, oh, well, you named it after me before I even showed up. Um, the 136, 138, something like that in my class. So I get that small. Yeah. Everybody knows your business, yep. whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the what was the biggest problem for the move? What was that move like for you? Because that's fresher to you than it was for me. Yeah. You know, honestly, I didn't really want to move to a small Christian school. Uh, (laughs) I was comfortable where I was at and was ready to just, you know, graduate and get out of that school. But um, one of the biggest problems for me was I was a kind of a big music geek. I was one of the band nerds, you know. (laughs) And so I, I was in like the marching band the jazz band and the concert band at my old school and then i come to this school and the the band was pretty much non-existent so that was really hard for me because i had to basically lose some of my like activities that i really like to do which is probably how you wound up in media production classes (laughs) instead of band might might be part of it yeah (laughs) probably had something to do with it was it hard leaving friends? I mean, it wasn't that far away. I mean, they're still just a couple hours away for you, really. But was it still a hard thing? 
Yeah, it was. I mean, I was, I'm always like the introvert, so I don't really have like that massive group of friends, you know, that I'm like leaving behind. I had a couple close friends, but yeah, it was hard, but coming here, I've developed new friends, so it's not a big deal anymore. Right. I'm the same way. I was the introvert. You know, I, I had a few friends, but that last time we drove out at Battle Creek between my freshman and sophomore year was a summer. And I still remember the day we left and we drove around one loop of our, well, we lived on Half Mile Oval. And we drove around past my best friend's house. We went around past the Latimers. And then we went past my other friend's house. And the whole time I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying, you know, because I'm, you know, the guy. I'm not supposed to cry. I'm yeah. a teenage guy. I don't cry. <laughs> There's no crying in teenager. And I get down to Kentucky. And it was like, Dad, what have you done? What are you doing to me? I mean, it's, it's a seven-hour drive. Yeah. So you got this whole mm-hmm. length of time to think about it. <laughs> and we had seen the house before because we went and visited. And I'm like, I'm in a time machine. We're, we're, I feel like I'm you're back to the future wasn't a movie yet, but I was like, I'm in back to the future here. Yeah. And it was and it was harder for my sister because she was in junior high. And a junior high girl, big change. Very dramatic. Oh, yeah. That had a lot of drama going on in there. How hard was it to find a church? Uh, it took a little while. Um, <laughs> there's Around here, there's a lot of churches, so yeah. I just had to do some searching. Uh, but honestly, like the first church we tried, my older brother went out like a week before we did and checked it out. But that's the first church we tried, and that's the church we stuck with. So. Wow. Yeah, we, did, we didn't go to too many. There, There's like a church on every corner in Georgetown, too. And we wound up visiting maybe two yeah we visited one other one but we liked the other one first yeah we wound up at a church that um i i think it was more my parents did it for lorraine and i when we seemed to stick connect with the youth group and they're like okay we'll stay here yeah and that seemed that seemed to be that was my i think that was my connection point for a lot of the kids that a lot of the friends i made were through the youth group before they were friends I made through football or through something else. Yeah. So what what's the biggest worries that you had or have actually, you know, still being in school? What are what are the biggest worries for you as a student? Well, personally for me, it's grades. I'm that very anal student who likes to get perfect grades as much as I can. So <laughs> very driven. Yes. Um but in a more like general sense, I feel like most kids these days are more worried about their image what people think of them because, you know, people call it the me generation or something like that. And social media has such a big role in that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, for me, I guess, you know, all teenagers worry about their image, but I was, I was grades to a point, but I was a solid B, occasionally a low A, and I was happy with that, I think. <laughs> I think I was. <laughs> I didn't get spanked, so I, you know, yeah, I, you know as long as the Marine didn't spank me, I didn't care. <laughs> But you know, the, you were we worried about things like getting caught chewing gum, um, getting caught passing notes to your girlfriend. You know, small school, small classes. You had to be very careful with how you you yeah. know flip that note across the across the room. Uh, but that was, you know, our lockers were big enough that if somebody didn't like you, they could actually put you in the locker and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> you guys here have these things yeah, that are about no. six inches. You can't even get a winter coat in them. Yeah, you can't fit anything in those. No. I mean, there's actually a picture in my yearbook of one kid sticking his head out like, can I come out now? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that we had to worry about. 
This is the Surviving High School podcast, and I'm Scott here with Bryson, and episode two is called Surviving Christian School. And I did not go to a Christian school, so this is where I have to rely on on Bryson's expertise here. Uh, but let's compare, because you can do this really well. You went to public school and then came to Christian school. So let's compare those, first of all, from the idea of the the bigger school and pu- the bigger public to a smaller Christian school. How did those compare as far as the classes and how you dealt with student teachers and that kind of thing? The public school I went to, you know, I, like I said, there was probably about 100 to 120 in our class, depending on the class, but it was in that range. And um, I think it was a good enough size to where you can have a good wide range of friends and you got a lot of people you can know, but it's not so big that you just don't know people. So I think it's a good size to have connections with almost everyone in your class and the class sizes, like for individual classes, probably like between 20 and 30. So you, you can still have those interactions with your teachers. Whereas coming to a Christian school where there's only 28 in my graduating class oh this year. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so there might be less than 10 in a single class at some point. And so that's a big difference where you're, you can't really expand your horizons. You have to, you're kind of like stuck with the people that you are with. Not to say it's a bad thing, but you know, it's, you don't have the opportunities to get, get to know a bunch of new people and have those different experiences. And you all pretty much have the same classes together. There's not a lot of variance. Yeah. You pretty much follow the same people throughout the day. (laughs) And it, that becomes a problem if you don't get along with somebody. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get away from it, you know? There's no hiding. <laughs> See, I could still hide. Yeah, yeah. Class for me, you know, 130 some in the graduating class, there, there was still room to hide. And I took some of the classes I took were college prep kind of classes, kind of like what you guys have now with uh, what they call CCP. So I was taking classes at other levels. So I was interacting with a different group of kids, too in some classes and that that helped me a little bit to be in the college prep kind of a track it kind of challenged me a little bit whereas at the general academic level you know they there's always a challenge but it's not as big a challenge yeah yeah but you did a lot of that you're doing a lot of that ccp now too aren't you oh yeah yeah did that did that change for you from the public to here did you already were you already kind of aware of it coming in yeah uh, my old school had similar opportunities, and I already planned on taking online classes through a college, and so I already had that plan in my head. So when I came here, I was just kind of putting it into practice, I guess. Didn't really change it a whole lot? No, not really. So does the Christian element now being at a Christian school really change for you how people behave from a student, looking at it as a student? <laughs> yeah. Um it does. There's different types of people in a Christian school. There's people that you know, like, you know, the good Christians, whatever, you know, they, they're solid in their faith and stuff like that. But you know, there's going to be non-Christians who are just basically faking it and they're there because their parents want them to or something like that. And so in the school, you're not going to see much of a difference because they have to act a certain way. You know, they're expected to follow all the rules and, you know, like act in a Christian manner. But, you know, once you see him outside of school, you're like, wait a second, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) And you learn really quick. Yeah. Now flip that from the other perspective. What was it like being a Christian in public school for you? 
That was a little bit of a different experience because um, you were more of like the outsider. Um, not to say that I was being picked on or anything, but like yeah. you were just one of the oddballs out, you know. You 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 did act differently than your classmates. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So and that and people noticed that and they had Christian like class meetings. You can meet during lunch and you go pray and stuff like that. And people were like, well, why are you going to do that and stuff like that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's an opportunity to talk to them about it. But it is you feel more on the outside and it kind of makes you more aware of the differences between yeah. Christians and non-Christians. Did they have Bible classes that you could take as an elective? Not at the public school, no. It was the only thing that we could do was meet during lunch or something like that. Yeah. So they did have clubs, yeah, of sorts, yeah. Yeah, yeah we I think it was called Coed Y, whatever that meant. <laughs> I really didn't know what that meant, but that's what they called the club, and that's what we we did our things. We were actually really happy. Is our I think it was my senior year, we actually had a an English class that was Bible mm-hmm. that we could take, and we were allowed to bring our Bibles to school oh, wow. for that. So, and it was really kind of weird because you did get looked at funny, yeah. What is that other book? That's not your physics book. That's not your math book. That's a Bible. Saunders, what are you carrying a Bible for? Well, you know, I go to church, right? Well, yeah, I got my Bible class today. There's a Bible class? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you were looked at Yeah. kind of kind of funny. The final exam for the class was list all the books of the Bible in order spelled correctly. That was the final. Oh, wow. I think I got a be <laughs> some of those old testament books you know yeah, get a little hairy oh uh, yeah that whole that whole how many c's are in ecclesiastes I, you know, it's kind of like how many s's are in mississippi so let's talk some about some of the myths about christian school i mean you you've been in christian education your dad's been in education and now i've been a teacher here for over 10 years so let's talk about some of the biggest myths that we run into maybe that you hear from from your friends or uh, maybe that you've heard now that you've been in this school for a few years? Yeah, so one of those myths is that people kind of look at us in a Christian school and think we're like the super religious people. All we do is pray and, you know, (laughs) on our knees all day. And, you know, people think that's all we do. And it's obviously a big part of, like, what I do at prayer is part of being a Christian, but obviously we have to do some academics in between there sometimes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have a, a future for college, and yeah. you have to get through the state requirements, absolutely. I kind of wondered when I got here if that's what it would be, you know, the whole idea of this, you know, the super Christian school. And we're going to talk about the Christian bubble in a minute, but um, that's what I kind of wondered too. And there's there there is that super Christian element. But being here as a teacher allowed me to be more open about my faith, whereas if I was doing this in a public school, I couldn't. Half of the way I teach, I couldn't do <laughs> because of the way I approach it, yeah. the, the media at any rate. Mm-hmm. you know, And, and a pre, the whole morals approach, yeah. totally different in the, in the public school setting. Definitely. There's another one that I, I can remember thinking, too, how do they discipline? So how did discipline compare public to private that you've seen? There haven't been too many differences. It's very similar structure. Um, 
basically the worst that you can get without being suspended is a uh, Friday school. So you come into the office until six o'clock on a Friday and my dad watches you. <laughs> and you sit in the office all and you day. you sit in the office for, Ooh. yeah. That's got to be. So that's, that's probably about the worst you can get. I mean, but there's still detentions and suspensions and it works regular like a public school like yeah. that. So there was there any, did they paddle in public school? They did not. Uh, my middle school principal walked around with a giant yardstick, and uh, <laughs> he would uh, whack you on the back of the leg if you're doing something stupid. But oh wow, wasn't uh, paddling? I guess. Oh wow. See now, <laughs> for us now, keep that. I guess that's the difference between you know the the you know the 2000s and the 60s, because the 60s in I in the sev- early 70s, I still remember in junior high, we were next to my drafting class was next to the principal's office. And when he spanked somebody, and they did paddle, and he brought him out in the hallways right outside our door, <laughs> and I half the time I knew who was getting paddled because <laughs> he was usually in my neighborhood. But I, you do remember, you'd always hear, "Grab your ankles," and you and he had this thing. It was about two inches thick oh, and wow. drilled with holes about an inch in diameter, <laughs> and you heard shwack. And then you heard the muffled, (laughs) and then he had to go in and sit in the office. And then once, you know, things settled down, he went back to class. But yeah, now it never happened to girls. Girls never got paddled that I'm aware of. It's just Hmm. the guys. Hmm. But I think girls probably got something like Friday school. Oh, yeah. You know, but I don't remember a teacher running around with a yardstick. Except for the shop teacher, he had to have. I mean, have a job description. <laughs> yeah, that was but... his job. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about cheating? What about is it? You're not going to name names or anything, no, but is there <laughs> is there as much cheating that goes on in public school as as Christian school? They just have to be more discreet about it, maybe. I think here they have to be more discreet about it because there's less people, and you know, word gets around <laughs> kind of quick. So <laughs> people got to be careful what they say. So. <laughs> And, of course, you guys with, you know, of course, I didn't have the internet and a cell phone to be yeah. able to look up stuff and be able to hide notes on my phone and yeah, that kind of thing. that makes a difference. Yeah, now we give out detentions for kids having their phones if they have to get caught with their phone out too many times. Yep. Whereas, you know, for us, cheating was if you were able to slip your notes into your lap. <laughs> you know, some kids would try that or sometimes they'd always lean over and look at my sheet and I'm like, what? I'm not doing any better than you are. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking over here. But um, what about um, what about the idea of, well, you all believe the same thing in that Christian school. You all just walking around saying hallelujah all day. Well, I think that depends on what school you go to. Like, if you go to a Catholic school, pretty much I'd assume all of you are going to be Catholic and believe the same thing. But, I mean... um, Yeah, there are not different flavors of Catholic in the way that there are different flavors of Baptist or Methodist or like that. Yeah, but no, at least for here, I know we're like a non-denominational school. So, we have people from all denominations. And the school teaches like just the core beliefs found in the Bible. But there's so many different denominations found within the students. A little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. What are some of the other myths that you've heard about Christian school? A big one would be that Christians live in a tiny little bubble and they don't get to experience the outside world. (laughs) See, that's what I heard about homeschoolers. (laughs) And that was the biggest challenge for me when I got here because I see a Christian school bubble. 
Now, I don't, I don't know if you do, but I see a Christian school bubble. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of a bubble. And it, it worries me. And I would give you an idea of how I used to teach this class. The first day of school, I would tell, of course, back then I taught radio, and I would teach, all right, here's the first thing you need to know about radio. Nobody outside this building cares what you think. <laughs> I don't care how many verses of the Bible you know. I don't care how many chapters you can recite. Nobody out there cares. Was that a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> but I was the reality check. Yeah. And and for better or for worse, and there have been some kids that have come out of here and gone into radio, and they still come back and talk to me, so I guess it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I guess not. I guess <laughs> I didn't break it too <laughs> didn't much. Didn't scar them too much. <laughs> was, I mean, do you see that? I mean, is that just me or... Yeah, there is uh, a certain bubble to where, like, you're in here and you're just kind of protected and you're comfortable. You know, there's nothing really that's going against you to a degree. I mean, you don't get to experience, like, the the world as many other people see it. Yeah. And can that, that can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. Yeah, I think it just depends on your perspective and how yeah. you handle it. I mean, I had a very fortunate thing in that i was going from a huge school where you could i mean i was going to be a number yeah to an itty bitty school where i got to experience all kinds of things that i would have never i would have never been in a school play at lakeview at scott county i had to lead my senior year and absolutely butchered it <laughs> i've never seen our, our coach that mad than she was that one night of the performance when i forgot three pages of the script on stage, it was bad. Okay, what are a couple of a couple of last ones as we wrap up today? Christian school is only for the smart and rich. <laughs> well, you do have to pay tuition, though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it is more expensive, obviously, because you got to pay for that tuition. But I mean, as far as I know, there's scholarships and funding that can help with that. That is and exactly right. It and makes it more affordable. I forget what the title, Title 20 or Title 9 or something like that, that actually the state will actually pay for yeah. your tuition. So, yeah, yeah it's really, it's, I, I've always been intrigued by it's only for the smart kids because you need a higher education as they, you know, tighten top knot on their tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's really, I mean, I'm seeing kids here that are, they're going to be welders. Yeah. They're going to be, construction workers mm -hmm. you know and that's that's probably the biggest lie being told in education today i'm sorry teachers is that everybody's got to go to college they don't yep and that that's the other thing the other little reality check i tell the students when i taught was you don't have to go to college to do what i do i did it helped to a degree but not every job requires a four-year degree nope you can go to rotc yeah, exactly. You know, you can go to boot camp, Bryson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a few weeks. <laughs> but um, the last myth, I don't know if it's a myth. Your less opportunity for extracurricular activities, and you kind of busted this one because you, you're a band nerd. We didn't really have a band here. Yeah, so there was no band. So basically there was nothing for me to do, but... In a way, that kind of opened the door for me to try different things. So that's how 
I ended up in here and <laughs> uh, I was able to do like a community jazz band and I still play for our uh, competition choirs um, band. And so I get to travel with them and play solos and stuff like that. So in a way it's, there is maybe less you can do in certain aspects, but there's a lot more like areas where you can develop. Yeah. Kind of like what I went through cause I wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. And I got to do stuff I would have never done at Lakeview. All right, so here's another one. This is this is one I've often wanted to talk to somebody about. So guess what? You're the lucky winner. <laughs> you can be a missionary and go to public school. True? Uh, <laughs> I'd say for the most part, it doesn't necessarily work that way. I'd say for the most part that if you're the only one there, it's going to rub off on you and you're just going to kind of become part of it or kind of blend into the crowd i'm not saying that's like for everyone some people are stronger in their faith and can stand out but i just say most people are just more prone to follow the crowd yeah how about this one sports aren't as good in christian schools um well (laughs) a few years a few years ago our soccer team went to state but I mean, nowadays it's not quite that way <laughs> you know there yeah soccer team won a state wound up in the finals the next year yep we have a girls basketball team that has won a state title three of the last four years yeah we have a chess club a bowling team yeah swimming and yeah there's swimming there's, there's track we don't have a football team no that that kind of became i think football high school football might be one of the casualties of high school soccer in a smaller school because they're at the same season yep. and you can't do both. You can't do both. <laughs> and that's kind of where MCS was. I, I yeah. asked. I said, why aren't you playing football? He said, well, they all wanted to play soccer and they couldn't do them both. Yeah. So they exactly. chose soccer, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's the case in a lot of small schools that they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we wrap up every day, Bryson, there's a, there's a segment that we ask Bryson to do all by himself called Dear Younger Me, where he gives us his uh, – perspective and his uh, wisdom as we've talked through our time together today dear younger me dear younger me no matter what type of school you go to try to make the best of your experience because this time will go fast even though it may not seem like it at the time surviving high school is a production of the rise fm podcast network